So now I'm going to talk about the four oh. different types of sexy climbing. I wonder, are we are we loud and clear there? What's coming? Hey, well, it looks like we're coming in loud and clear up top. Is that me on the top? I should probably go down. That's I think so, yeah, because when I make loads of noise, the bottom one goes up. So I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna try something here, Paddy. Let's see. This is gonna go. Is this gonna go real bad? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, no. You know the way normally we do. We do a little musical, musical intro. Well, you do that for me. Yeah. You just uh, play me that xylophone intro. And yeah. People have been actually. People have stopped me and asked me for it. Um, and uh, I, I don't have any instruments with me today, so I thought I'd try something new. <laughs> but you can't actually hear what I'm playing, so this is actually this. This is this is gonna be really terrible. But let's try it anyway. Let's try. It. Okay. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you hear it? No, I don't want really? to. <laughs> Alright, Paddy. This is it. Big P. Sir Bales a lot. Big B on the mic. Okay, just can that not be my climbing nickname? <laughs> Big Beauty. Alright, this is the point. This is the point where you freestyle, Paddy. Go, 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 go. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I can't even hear the music, friend. <laughs> All right. It was really low, anyway. But uh, I'll take over now. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I felt very low. If that makes any sense. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna overdub that back onto it anyway. Oh, grand. Yeah. So uh, actually, do you know what you can do? You can unplug me there from the oh, headphones, yeah. so it doesn't sound like I'm in a fucking church hall. Yeah. Oh, back to reality. I'm also gonna spot my chair out for a nice creaky one. Yeah. And make lots of noise in the meantime. Unreal. Nice one. Oh, thanks for the coffee, man. It's not worries. So I guess we're starting there, are we? I think we've already started, yeah. No, no. Well, that was the musical intro. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I forgot to say 5-7-R, but... I introduced this boat. You were Sir Bales a lot, Big P. Yeah, can we Can we just... Can that not be my climbing nickname? Oh, mate, it's too late. <laughs> Sir Bales a lot. How are we looking on levels? We look okay. Did you notice that I called myself like Big Beauty? Yeah, I noticed that. Big, as well, B, yeah. Big Beauty. Big beautiful climbers. <laughs> BBC. And you, you, you got it. <laughs> Jeez. You, you a British broadcasting company. What do you think uh, I meant? <laughs> you got um, you got Sir Sir Bales a lot. Sir Bales a lot. It is fitting in fairness. Mm, delicious. All right. You were out climbing today. I was out climbing today a fair bit. Yeah. It's nice. What a day for it. It's really yeah, sunny. It's really sunny. Yeah. Beautiful day. Yeah. Not too windy. Nice, yeah. Lots did a bit of, of did a bit of on your own or? Yeah, yeah just a little couple of solos, nice fun stuff. I have one shoe off and one shoe on now. I'm really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like one of my legs is short and I'm gonna have to take them both off. That's fair, Brent. That's fair. I'm not even in. I'm in Patrick's house. I'm not even in my own house. I have to take my shoes off. It's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm violating your house. Well, I mean, it was the last bit of clothes we were wearing, so now it's just really <laughs> weird. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, sorry, go on. You were, you were, you were soloing around, were you? Yeah, doing a couple of easy routes. Just are you, you're into that kind of thing now, are you? The soloing. Yeah, I, I don't mind so. I like soloing stuff, fun stuff, not super hard, scary stuff. Yeah, like running laps on like routes you've done before and stuff. And you're not worried, like you know, something will pop off and you might take a tumble. Uh, You've got these like vice grip like hands, you know. You could just rip a hole, a hole. You you ripped half a climb off before, you know. So, yeah, I mean, you you have to be more specific on what one that is. To be honest, that's happened a few times. See, that's a <laughs> that's upsetting, isn't it? You know that like yeah. that you've you've ripped so many climbs to shreds. Bits, yeah, that, yeah. I have to, to shreds, you say. <laughs> I have to name. We might get. Are we? We're both up a tiny bit too high. We might yeah, get down just, a small bit we'll more. Just nudge yeah. it down there. How's that look? Yeah, that's fine. I love the way we're real professional with our levels. We like we look at the screen and go. That looks too loud. 
Yeah, uh, when you when you have the headphones in as well, it feels like you're like way louder than yeah. when it comes out. Uh, Probably. Or maybe we are just that loud. I'm not I sure. Know, I'm a pretty loud person. Yeah. I think I have to dial it back when I'm recording so I don't seem like such an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> not too much though, because then it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> so um, um, yeah, we had we had an episode recorded. We did. We did. And I didn't like it, so we scrapped, we scrapped it. it. We yeah. scrapped it. So I didn't. I liked a lot of the episode. I thought we we covered some really good stuff. But I thought one of the segments, the segment that was the best, like the the, the segment, the main that, one. I, yeah, the main segment, exactly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as well flushed out or uh, flush, it's flushed, fleshed out, out, fleshed out, not flushed out, fleshed out. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm a bit slow. I knew it was in FL. Yeah, the, the topic I, was flushed out, fleshed, flown, flibbed. Um, yeah, it wasn't as well fleshed out as uh, as I thought it should have been. So. I thought it was really good, but I think we could do it better. Yeah, uh, so what we're going to do is take that episode and chop it up and maybe make a clip show of, of some of the... That's not a bad idea. Because there's two episodes we have that we didn't release. Uh, the one where Paddy accuses certain climbers of being drugs cheats. No, no, hang on. That's um, the <laughs> Then this, this latest one, which, you know, the quality just wasn't up to my standards. And I think if you want to... You want to release stuff of such substandard quality? You can go and work for Rock and Ice magazine. <laughs> who, who? As I, 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 I've learned of late, they're so they're doing so badly. Rock and Ice magazine. Yeah. Rock and Ice magazine, who didn't include us in their top five climbing podcasts. Yeah. They're doing so badly that they're using one ploy toilet roll, one ploy toilet roll in their in their in their bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a Japanese debate in the offices of Five Seven R. Yeah. Sure. Put water up your butt. Quilted, scented, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. We're we're uh, we're we're doing great. We're rolling in it up here, but poor Rock and Ice spirit offer them. Um, yeah, they're not doing so well. Paying Rock and Ice magazine. We're horrible. Well, you're horrible. You joined in. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. In uh, fairness, I joined right in. Yeah. So I, at some stage, I'll chop together a couple of episodes and we'll, we'll make a, a kind of a best of maybe, or if there is a best of. Yeah, that implies some of us good. I mean, I won't, let's not get too big for our, our boots here, Brent. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. I liked it, but I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought we could have done better. Mm. So there wasn't specifically you. You were dropping the ball a lot, you know. A little I mean? bit, yeah. I think some <laughs> some of the stories were like ten out of ten stories. Yeah, oh, they were very. There were some yeah. good anecdotes. Yeah. Um, so we'll try and recover them, or yeah. if if I can't chop it all together, it doesn't sound good. We'll just we'll, we'll retell those those stories. Yeah. That's that's a good idea. Some quite good ones. I might um, accidentally retell some today, so we should have like a secret hand signal that the people listening at home can't see. Okay, what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll do this. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! You can leave that, that bit of clothing <laughs> on, Brent. <laughs> See, no, no, that was literally just a joke between the two. Of us. Um, no, I didn't find it very funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man. Um, Your blood pressure's going up. Anyway. Oh, well, <laughs> that's not my blood. No, stop. I'm getting bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're trying to freak me out of doing solo one. Um, no, I was just a- a- asking, uh, I suppose a question that uh, would be in people's mind when they see someone soloing. So, you know, when you, the first time you see someone soloing, something scary, you kind of, you think these things, don't you? You know, you do, like, yeah. What, why, why are you soloing? Um, what, yeah. Like, what, what if something comes off? What happens? You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I always used to get asked that when I was working with a climb wall, like, what happens if you fall? Mm. Or like, what happens if the rope breaks? Or what happens if something goes wrong? Yeah. And like, I used to have like, oh, well, like, you know, at the start, you start off real friendly and kind with your hands. Like, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, soft floors and we 
you know, really well trained first aiders and everyone knows what they're doing and all this stuff and, and I mean the systems are very well checked and all this stuff and you, you, you start off real soft and friendly and then at the middle of the time you're asked it you just get real curt and you go crappy doesn't give a shit if your stuff's right you're going to hit the ground what do you think happens you're an adult do the maths here if I'm, if I'm at 10 metres up and I stop holding on and I'm not clipped in I'm going to hit the ground you will die <laughs> Um, I always you what 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 do you say when people ask about the rope specifically? Because I I always uh, I always tell them a certain thing. Well, one thing I always used to get asked by little kids is what happens if the rope breaks. Mm. So I'd say to them, okay, go over there with a piece of rope. Or you had a piece of rope tied up specifically. I was like, go try break that rope, and if you break that rope, you have I give you a big bar of chocolate, and they could never break the rope, mm. and then they always feel better about. It. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I used that's to do. It's yeah. a very good idea. It reminds me of something that. Um, the first climbing wall I, I ever used, they, they did something uh, they to show us how strong a rope was. They had one of the lads, um, a big hefty fucker, and they had him uh, hang out of the rope. So like, yes, figure of eight and a bite on one end, I clipped it to the first draw, and then yeah, just yeah. him clipped in. To, it was just a short length. Yeah. And what they did was they cut a quarter of the way through it. Oh. With, with a hot knife. And then he'd bounce up and down. And, yeah, yeah. And then cut a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And I was blown away by how yeah, yeah. far they got through like there was a quarter of the rope left and yeah. he's a big fucker yeah, yeah. and uh, he was bouncing away that's and, cool like it, it it didn't even snap snap it just kind it just of unraveled some, yeah, yeah. some of it kind of broke apart yeah. or whatever it was yeah probably well, <laughs> unusable <yeah. laughs> well I know I know that wall they weren't even fine with it but I remember it was uh, there was once uh, one of the kids was asking why one of the ropes was skinnier on one of the new walls so we just put up a new rope and you know top rope ropes on walls get real fuzzy and furry and they get all thick and knotted yeah. and stuff or not, not all mad at. And one of the kids was like, why is this rope skinnier? I don't like this rope. And I was like, no, this rope's actually just skinnier because it's brand new and it's just, they just come, they get a bit fuzzy over time and they feel thicker. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. I thought the thicker ropes were for you. I was like, what? Oh. And he goes, because the skinny ropes are for the kids and the thicker ropes are for the for the bigger people. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, you little shithead. <laughs> he thought I was so fat I had my own climbing ropes. Prick. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair. It's a fair thought. At least he thought he thought about it. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was. He wasn't that young, but I love the way we just we just discussed <laughs> how we reject a rejected a, a podcast because the content wasn't up to scratch and we're not two minutes in and I'm calling kids pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Shows the standards we've got going here. Um, five seven or <laughs> most of them are. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I did a I did an A major in the week on Instagram, but you're you're not on Instagram. So, oh, no, yeah, so everyone was asking questions about you, Bren. They're oh, all yeah. asking, yeah. When, when is Bren going to sing again? When is Bren going to play guitar again? Right now. <laughs> I don't have a guitar. That was a bad guitar impression. Yeah, it was. It was. Was that a guitar? Was it? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can't do guitars. Um, no, I got a lot of questions about, um, about some, uh, about, mostly about gear and about techniques and stuff. Some are pretty interesting. I'm going to go over them. But one of them uh, I want to go first with was what, what's a common mistake that uh, budding or new trad climbers make? So what's like what's a mistake I often see trad climbers who are new to trad make? Um, and I had an answer, but I want to see if you could kind of guess I'm, what I said there. I'm trying to think of what the mistakes that I made um, when I, I'm probably still making the same mistakes. So <laughs> new. One of my pet peeves uh, when people start trad leading is that they they go after a grade rather than the quality. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go after a grade, so 
let's say if they've done all the HSs in their local climbing area mm-hmm. or their whatever five sixes, I don't know what the equivalent is. I don't know. I don't know what the conversion is to Yank, but probably similar enough. Yeah, if they've done all all the the grade at their level in, in a certain climb, all the three star. Yeah. Ones, They'll start doing like the zero star or one star yeah. routes of that that grade rather than you know branching go, up going on because they're they're still nervous and that's fair enough they want to get more mileage you yeah. know that grade but that's when they have a bad experience and that's yeah. when they end up going revert regressing back yeah. to being scared and not being able to do the yeah. grade they were even at because they get scared on a zero star route and they think it's them and they think it's their fault yeah and they're and like. And yeah. it's not like a zero star route is 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 dangerous, scary. You know, they can, loose, they can wet, be loose. Crappy, yeah, yeah there's, there's various reasons why, and that's I think I've talked about that a lot. But I think it's a mistake I constantly see, is that people would rather do a no star route at their own grade than go up a grade or two and do a safe route, yeah. three star safe route. But uh, yeah, but then what happens is they do that route, they have a bad experience, they don't think they're they have a shit experience on this route, and they go, oh, I can't do this grade, let alone step up. Yeah. And it gets stuck that grade, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's loads of like, especially in trad, or especially in sport, but even in trad, there's there's loads of grades you can step. There's loads of climbs you can step up to a grade, and try safely. Now you might not get there. You might not do it clean. You might not even do it. Yeah. But you're still relatively safe. Yeah. Yeah. You can dog your way. You know? Like a, a lot of my pushing up grades is dogging my way up routes. Yeah. That, like when I go up a grade, I generally dog my way up. Couple of routes first. Man, I still dog up grades. I yeah. say I on site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my my hooker profile says yeah. uh, says I on site five five eleven. But uh, you know, I that's that's my dog grade. Um, but but like I think a really good example of that is like there's a route near near my house where that's like E two, so that's probably like five ten five ten A maybe, maybe the five ten B. I don't know something like that. Yeah, we them. should just we should just know this at this point, but we don't. <laughs> But it's a super, super splitter clean crack. And I've thrown people who on it who are like, no, I can't do that grade. Oh, I can't do it. But then they get up there and they get to the crux in this splitter crack and they get a bit of gear and they fall off. And they go, oh, I couldn't do it. And they go, yeah, but you're fine. And I had one lad who was like freaking out. And I was like, well, you're sitting on the rope now and your gear is absolutely fine. Yeah. So if you're super freaked out while you're sitting on the rope right at your gear, put another bit of gear in a puff, whatever. Yeah. Just just get up above yourself. Oh, you'd, you'd love to see people aiding their way. Yep. <laughs> you trying to see, that's what you are. You're grooming aid climbers. Holy <laughs> shit. Grooming aid climbers. Don't say grooming. Devious. But, you know, I was it just is like, though. But <laughs> Deviant. And then I was like, just clip a sling to that and then start. <laughs> no. But like you know, just there's certain routes you can just throw people on. It's like it doesn't matter if you don't get up it. Yeah. You know, if you can place gear on a five eight, you can do this five ten a. Maybe not clean, but you can get up it. Yeah. Or do or have a go on it safely. You know. Yeah. And I, then I'll just then let you come down. I'll clip my rope. I pull the rope through, clip in, and then just go up the route I originally wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to that, get that, more leads in. That's, that's probably the the thing that I've seen the most and the, the mm. mistake that I've made myself quite yeah. a lot uh, at the start. Um, I've done some really, really dodgy routes because I was afraid to go up a grade. Yeah. Um, and I've been probably lucky to get away with it in a way. Yeah. Um, there was a few like hairy ones yeah, that I did. Um, we still talking about routes or? <laughs> <laughs> no, bikers. <laughs> yeah, go on. What a... Well, my one was uh, people people being too afraid of a larger fall when they're placing a piece of gear, so they won't extend the piece of gear adequately. So they place a piece of trad gear, and they'll um, they'll then like feel like they have to or, or they don't want to 
put a long draw on it or an alpine sling on it so they'll they'll put a short draw on it with the idea being i don't want to take a bigger fall so therefore i'm safer but then the gear is more likely to walk out you know so uh when you're placing the bit of gear you're going to put a cam or a nut into a crack yeah. uh, cams generally most people would have a, a, a snap link on, on the cam, on, on on the the cam yeah. that you clip your rope to some of them extend like the dmm ones they extend yeah. themselves or the one new wild country ones too as well actually do they nice yeah i really like that feature um, yeah. or you put a nut in and you clip a quick draw onto it so you can then clip the rope yeah um, there's various lengths of quick draw and then there's also alpine draws which are two snap links um, with the sling in between am i am i right in saying that yeah you looked at me like i said something like well you just you shouted the word sling <laughs> Yeah, because do you ever get that where you forget the word and then you remember all of a sudden? And you're happy with yourself to remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've done that a lot. Um, yeah, so the reasons for the reasons for um, extending a piece of gear are? Uh, you could extend a piece of gear because you want the rope to go a certain direction mm-hmm. and not get pulled over a corner or an edge or maybe not get it going to a crack. Yeah. Uh, you could also do it if you wanted the gear to have a bit more... Um, reach on it so say the gear is off to the side and you want your rope to remain you always kind of want your rope to remain, remain relatively straight between your beater and your climber to reduce drag as much as possible okay and the biggest one most important one which i left to last not because i just remembered it now is because you don't want the gear to get pulled out okay. by the rope moving around yeah so if you you know if you place a piece of gear and then you go way off to the side you're going to put a big bend in the rope and if your beater keeps it too tight that can cause the gear to pop out or shake out yeah. um, especially with cams so that's that's you know I see a lot of tri climbers not doing that at the start, not not using longer slings when they can. Yeah. yeah, so they'll get to a point where they're a bit gripped or a bit scared. They put a bit of gear and they go, "That's bomber," and then they'll clip into it, you know, more or less directly into it through the rope. So they'll put a really short draw on it and then clip the rope in and go, "Okay, I'm safe," you know. I'm, I'm gonna actually segue you here for a second. Just yeah, the, fire the, away. The episode that we got rid of was oh like my god, ninety percent <laughs> segues. But uh, yeah, um, one. One way around having to extend too much gear is to use half ropes. And um, I think half ropes are generally used a lot more in the UK and Ireland than they are in the States or on the yeah. continent. Um, and McGovern actually asked me to, to bring this up ages ago and I just, I never remembered to. He doesn't like half ropes and I'm kind of on the same page as well. Yeah, I, 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 I'm the same as I'm well. I'm not super into them, but a lot of people get convinced that you have to buy half ropes um to climb in ireland there are quite a good few like bigger mountain routes that they are handy on but uh i find that the in ireland well yeah (laughs) there there is some like uh, i mean we look at doing howling ridge great ridge some of the some of the large we don't have loads of large routes but the ones you do yeah fair head they could be handy in places as well the halves okay so i suppose we'd better start off with explaining what a half rope is do you want to go or do what we'll I'll, I'll do that. I'll give that a go. Good, just you, you know what you're talking about. No, I fucking just get ready to do that secret signal if something's about to happen. I'll say <laughs> oh, something real stupid. I'm ready. <laughs> hey, make sure you hold it real well. Uh, no, so, so half ropes are basically ropes that are designed to be skinnier, lighter. Um, and the idea is that you have you use two of them when you're lead climbing. So normally when you're lead climbing, um, whether it be trad or sport, kind of the standard or the more common practice would be to have one rope you're tied into, and as you climb up, you clip that in on the line you're going up. But if you're using half ropes, what they are is that they're two smaller ropes that you tie both into your belay loop, or sorry, not into your belay loop, into your tie-in points, 
and you clip uh, you clip either one depending on where the gear is on the roof. Yeah, so let's say you'd have like two colors. Most people buy them in two colors. Yeah, so you're like, like a blue left and pink and right or red right or pink right, yeah. and then so you'd kind of keep blue clipped on the left side and and, and red on the right side. Yeah. So then you maintain these kind of parallel. Yeah. Train tracks up. Yeah. So say yeah. So say your route goes like wildly left halfway up. You might not clip one for a while. Yeah. Or you might you might clip one on the right. So say you're going up. There's two splitter cracks. You'd have one on each side if you're moving between them. Or you know, it generally involves a little more thinking on the sharp end, which is why I don't like them. Um, and they're generally a little more faffy, I find as well. But they can be very useful. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lot more to to work with. So you kind of have to assess: is it worth it? Is it not? Um, I also don't really. I'm not always convinced they're actually lighter to use. It depends. So if they are lighter, I would be very afraid of falling on yeah. a single one. So a lot of a lot of the time, well, you could be left falling on a single one. Yeah. Well, I think the the way they're designed, a lot of the time, is well nowadays anyway, because ropes are just getting better and better. You have what are called triple rated ropes, yeah. so they're, they're they're they are rated as a single. Yeah, yeah. so they are rated but as then a single. You, you look down at one, and if it is lighter, it's going to be let's say an eight point two or five millimeter rope uh, as a half. If it if it's substantially lighter, yeah. Um, I suppose both of them together. Did you say a five millimeter? <laughs> no, eight eight point five. Oh, sorry, uh, I thought you said eight point two. But if you're looking down at an eight point five, it's or, a fucking shoelace. But yeah, beneath it and. You know, you're gonna fall onto that one, not the both of them at the same time. Yeah, you're gonna fall onto one at a time. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying, man. Yeah, that scares the shit out of me. Generally, skinnier ropes as well will also stretch a lot more. <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah, you have to redo yeah. the whole route. So I mean, generally they do have a lot more stretch. So sometimes people will use them specifically yeah. for routes that might have really dodgy gear on it. So you'll yeah. say, oh, I'll use this because they have this kind of thing in their head that, um, half ropes will put less force on the gear, which is true to an extent, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've heard someone say to me not to me but I've, I've seen it discussed online that clipping the boat to a bit of gear is a bad idea because it doubles the force I'm is that true I, I find that hard to kind of understand so okay so I've done the research like actually on that actually have you yeah fair amount oh, so so <clears throat> so I think what often people say when they say something like that doubles the force but it doesn't double the force I, yeah, I found that yeah. hard to believe. And actually, sorry, I'll just preface this, but I'm not, I'm not a guide, I'm not a whatever. But everything I'm going to say, I'm going to back up with just common sense stuff. I'm saying. All right? you can do is you can back it up by saying "science bitch" at the end of each sentence. Got it. Thanks, Brent. Science bitch. Science bitch. <laughs> so, so when someone says it doubles the force, right? So what they mean by the force is they mean the amount of weight over time you're putting on the gear, right? So if I fall on a piece of gear with, say, a single rope, and say this rope is relatively static, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying a static rope, but a relatively static rope, uh, like a big, a big old thick boy, like a, you know, a 10.1 hmm. Beal antidote or something, you take a winger on it, it's going to stop you a lot quicker, right? So what it's going to do is it's going to put the same amount of energy, which is stopping you, into the gear over a much shorter time and because it's happening over a shorter time there's a greater load of it so it's like say, if i say to you i want you to carry these 10 bags of sugar right you're going to have to carry them one at a time mm-hmm. or you can carry them all at once you're going to technically you're putting more force on say your wrists if you carry them all at once yeah yeah but the argument is there that you're going to put a longer amount of time there they're holding the force your wrists are holding the force if you're carrying them over 
10 times the time. Okay, I get you. So if you were to have a load cell on that piece of gear, yeah, you would put more force on it. But there's a lot more things to consider in that, right? So a lot of the times when people would clip two half ropes, it's for a specific reason, which we'll come back to. So if you have a really, really skinny set of half ropes and you clip both of them into the rope, right? Yeah, you're probably going to put more force on the gear. You're probably going to put a lot more force in the gear. But chances are one of them is going to be caught in the device slightly before the other, right? In which case, that one's going to take all the force until the other rope feels anything. So yeah, you're going to put more force in the gear than if one half rope was clipped, but not necessarily that if one single rope was clipped. Does that make sense? And when I say a single rope, I don't mean I don't mean one half rope. I mean if you're using the big fat ten point one rope, big old thick fat boy ten point one on a grigri with a big old chubby beeler like me, who's not paying attention, so he's keeping you super loose and there's a bigger fall, is going to put more force on than a single half rope with a really really light beeler who's paying really loads of attention using ATC and and he's doing a sixteen foot jump in the air. Yeah, that's going to put more force on, but the amount of force is not going to be double. And people are saying it's double because there's two ropes. That's not how it works. It's not double. It's more, yeah. But it's more down to how you belay. Um, and it's also down to things like how straight the rope is. Yeah. So if your rope is dog-legging all over the place because you're clipping both, that's going to be more of a problem. Because if there's rope drag, the rope isn't going to be able to stretch as easily. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. So if you're, if you're putting friction between each point where you clip into the gear and your rope is zigzagging left to right, left to right, left to right, up to your climber. The load isn't able to spread out through the rope as easily or readily. Yeah, it, imagine pulling that rope through, say, for example. It's going to be much more difficult to pull that rope through. So therefore, the rope, the force isn't going to distribute over the rope as much. Oh, right. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's something that no one ever talks about, unless they've read Andy Carpatrick's book, Higher Education. No one ever talks about that. Yeah. Because that's something that's actually quite quite interesting. So like people often say stuff like on rope soloing, there's no drag. Well, yeah, there's none, but you do want there to be some. <laughs> you, know, you do want there to be some level of the rope going straight. I'm kind of going on a tangent here. But to say that clipping both half ropes makes double the force so I'm never going to do it it's not right I think that's the wrong thing yeah no I, I've even without understanding what was meant by it um, I, I still clipped both halves yeah uh, to, to gear loads of times okay. and I, re- I, I would wager the reason you clip both is were you bringing up two climbers or one climber I can't remember probably probably bringing up two um, yeah. oh do you know <laughs> I went on a very last minute trip to Mallorca with uh Segway. We had t- Tommy and uh, Jason, and all we had was all our track gear. So we had half ropes. Yeah. We went sport climbing in Mallorca. <laughs> <laughs> so we were clipping the fucking. Two, yeah. Well, I mean, like in that face, in that in that case, you're putting the force on a bolt. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't too worried yeah. about it. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was yeah like you are going to put more force on the gear using two half ropes over one single rope, especially if it's a super skinny single rated rope. But is your gear so shitty? You know, are you clipping copperheads and tipped out size zero pitons and beaks or like knife blade pins only three in, three centimeters in? Like, you're, you yeah. know, is it going to put more force in your gear? Possibly. If you're really worried about that, though, you know, make sure your B-layer skips breakfast and gets ready to jump at every time you move. Yeah, do you know, you know, there's a lot of these things when you learn to trad that people tell you, like the Grigri thing Actually, and, the, and the half ropes thing. Um do you have a question relating to a I actually got that question there. It's like, so what is, what is, uh, actually, fuck, I forgot to say who asked these questions. I'll add them in at the end. Uh, <laughs> but one of the questions that goes, is there any over, overhyped safety? And they said, that's a poison chalice. So what they mean is, there anything your stuff you're told when you're starting track yeah. that is actually you think now is bullshit? There's lots of that academic stuff where yeah. they talk about if it's a marginal placement, if it's a, 
if it's a, if it's a, a bit of gear that might come out, you know, like yeah. if you clip your doubles to it or your halves to it, yeah. then it's gonna definitely come out. And if you your B layer is using a Grigri, then it's definitely gonna come out. Like if you're, where, if you're, where are all these people going with their shit gear? Like, and if you're if you're a beginner climber, are you on these routes? No, <laughs> you know, I've not. Are you gonna do fucking House of Talons at E8 Skyhook Fest or? You I've know? not encountered many climbs like since I've become somewhat competent. Regardless, Whoa! Well, look at you, Brent. Somewhat confident. Speak for your boots over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the letter off the president the other day. <laughs> he said, "Well done, you passed the competency." Go on, you my joke. Um, there was a ceremony and all. Yeah, yeah. you gave him cake. Um, no, but like, uh, regardless of how, how hard, uh, like the climb is, I, I've, I've not been in a position where there was so much shit gear that a bit of it popping out would you know be result in a deck would be deck 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 town or whatever and i'd never you know play something and thought geez if he gives me too hard of a catch it's gonna it's gonna rip clean out yeah i don't yeah those kind of placements are very very rare i think so too. and often they're purely psychological and i think that if you're on a grade that you're expecting (laughs) I think that kind of talk is what puts people off track. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all you know. Yeah, you could you could come across some bad placements, and and then next thing you know, if he's got a Grigri and you're using halves, and just it's gonna all yeah. rip out, and yeah, you're fucked. Like, but they don't really teach you how to stand in at the wall, you know, yeah. close enough to the wall at the start. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, no one talks about all that really basic stuff. They yeah. talk about like gear ripping out left, right. And well, I remember I once I once got given out to you on a course because uh, I was belaying someone. Uh, no, I was using an ATC, but I was belaying someone on an ATC and I was belaying them off my belay loop. Oh, that's another one I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than belaying into the other end of the tie-in. Yeah. So, you know, when someone's off on trad, they tie in and then you tie into the other end of the rope and they start leading and that way you're already tied in. So there are reasons to do that. One, it means you don't actually pull the rope up and feed out too much. It's the equivalent of a stopper knot. Yeah. Um, you can't lower them off yeah. uh, accidentally. You can't lower them off the end of the rope. It also means it's easier to escape the belay if you have to tie them off and get out. Um, these are things I didn't know at the time, but but it is. But I was told it's better to belay off that figure eight loop that you're tying into because it's uh, it, it gives a more um, it gives a less static catch. And I remember looking at the instructor going, "Oh yeah, okay, cool, thanks," and then turning around to one of the other climbers beside me and saying, uh, "The belay up there, the climber up there, she weighs like sixty kilos. I weigh close to twice her weight." Nothing about this belay is going to be anything other than extremely static if she yeah, falls. Like, there's no way I'm giving her a soft catch. It just won't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's placing gear every three centimeters. I'm a big old fat boy. There's no way this isn't going to be a, a really horrible catch if I'm not really paying attention. What I'm tied into isn't going to make a difference. No. Um, I've always been skeptical of that one as well. It just seems like absolute. Like, there are totally reasons to do it, and it makes sense, but that's not one of them. Even a softer catch, I think that's bullshit. The, the other reason for I have we have we segued too much maybe we should leave well, we, yeah, uh, we, I was going to go off there on one but uh, we still haven't really made a con- conclusion of the uh, the half rope uh, oh shit yeah uh, we're talking about half ropes we're half ropes yeah, yeah like I don't I don't like them <laughs> there we go okay I, I agree <laughs> what I tried out the other day so sometimes they are handy uh, obviously uh, in, in I was in Fairhead Fairhead <laughs> so oh yeah okay Fairhead is generally straight up cracks yeah so you don't really need half ropes. Um, you might... See, the thing is, the pitches are really long, though. So you need to be able to get down um, if you get stuck somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what I started doing was I was using a, a longer rope. I was using a single 70. 
and I was tailing a, a thin half and uh, so the, what, what I was trying it on was a pitch that uh, so the first pitch was a straight up crack use the old tick nice as you were saying earlier 10.2 10 fucking whopper of a thing used for towing tar trucks yeah use, <laughs> use that for the for the straight up crack section yeah and uh, then it tailed the other tailed the other really thin rope for the next pitch which was mm. wandering very wandering like yeah. around edges kind of really bogey to have a single rope on yeah um, probably couldn't get around it with just extending stuff uh, so I brought the second one for that that makes and sense and uh, went up with then used, used them as halves then so I used the big old tick fucker for mm. uh, one half and then the, the thin half for the yeah. other half I couldn't have doubled the big thick single because mm-hmm. the next pitch was 40 as well yeah so you needed so full, yeah. I needed I needed but like I, I've done that before where I'll just use two single ropes as half ropes if I'm bringing up two people yeah. And if the route traverses, of course I'm going to clip both at the start, unless, you know, Dave Handy's pissed me off or something, you know. Yeah. Then I won't. Fuck him. Well, he usually is pissed me off. Ah, no, not really. Um, but, like, <laughs> I feel so mean. This is just a weekly weekly Dave fashion session. Well, the, the, the now infamous uh, previous episode, was there was a lot of Dave fashion. Very personal stuff as well, Paddy. Like I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have said half of the stuff that you said. He's talking shit, Dave. I swear. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of half ropes. Um, cool, me neither. And they do have that whole myth thing around them. But but the other the other myth of you know the 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 Grigri on um, on the tie in loop of the fig eight rather than the Bela loop. I also think that's bullshit. If it's for static, uh, or for, if you're doing it to make a more a less static Bela. But for other reasons, yeah, that's a, that's a thing to do. But but then it comes back to like using a Grigri for trad. Yeah. So what do you think about using a Grigri for trad? No problem with it. Yeah? Zero issues. <laughs> Zero issues. Like at the start, we were, all, we, were, we were all taught, you know, oh, well, if you use the ATC, because it'll allow more rope through the device. And it's like, Jesus Christ, lads. Like, that's all, uh, that, that, that's all, like it makes loads of sense if, let's say you're belaying directly off three tons of a concrete block on the ground and you need all of the dynamicism you can get yeah. but if you give someone a semi-soft catch man then you're going to fucking you're going to be alright you don't need these millimetres of extra stretch yeah oh man I'd probably let six or seven guys message being like no man you shouldn't use a grief or trad especially at the start when you're placing it's not, it might not be the best <laughs> and you know one of them really? yeah no way He'll probably be on the podcast. <laughs> are we are we going to publicly ridicule him or are we wait? Well, I think he knows more than we do, Brian. We have to go with what he, he says. Does, he does, he does. I'm probably going to still use my grief or trad a lot of the time. Uh, there there probably there could be a point in just starting out. Um, maybe I don't know, but I, yeah, for beginners potentially. But I I'm still skeptical. I, I still don't know. I, I I I think if you're a beginner, I, I'd love to know. Is there? There's obviously no stats for a lot of things in climbing, but. I mean, I'd love to see how much gear has been ripped out by Kriegers. I'd say it's a lot smaller than the amount of trad climbers who've panicked and not caught their first leader very well. Yeah. Um, you so see you, a lot of people. So, so you reckon there, there could be more people who've let someone drop than uh, with an ATC by not holding it right? Than, or or than getting pulled off a stance and getting pulled into the wall, getting pulled up into an anchor and smashing into an anchor, you know. I think there's a lot more people who've fucked up using ATCs than, have, than, than have by putting too much force on a piece of gear. Yeah. You know? Like, sure, just last week I posted something on Instagram and there's some sport, anyway, sport climbing, but um, he pulled off some block and 
I think we were talking about last week, Zaya, someone had pulled off a block, took a winger, and his B layer just completely let go of the dead rope after they, getting they lifted. Were, they were sport climbing, and it's a kind of a video from the bottom of the crag, and next thing you know, there's these big blocks raining down on the B layer. Yeah. The B layer uh, shoots up into the air a bit and lets go of everything and covers yeah. his head with his hands. Yeah. Um, and Fortunately, yeah. he was using a Gregory, but if he was using ATC, he'd be gone. Yeah, uh, so there's probably two two things that he probably should have considered. He wouldn't need to cover his fucking head if he was wearing a, a helmet. fucking helmet. What <laughs> a wanker! The leader wasn't wearing a helmet either, and uh, yeah, you shouldn't be letting go of shit, man. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Shitty, shitty. shitty I, I, I want to have to pry that rope from your cold, dead fucking hand. Oh yeah, I, I, I want to have you smash into the first bolt or. Or a piece of gear so hard you die, and if to wait for a rigor mortis, wait for a rigor mortis to no longer be uh, there for me to get me down. Like that's how you should be holding a rope, like yeah, you know, you shouldn't be at an anchor and someone going, "Can I take you off so I can go take a quick shit real quick?" You know, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that story from last week as well. <laughs> I think that was two weeks ago. I think that's it might have been two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But yeah, I that was a good day climbing, wasn't it? That was a great day. <laughs> I'd be interested to see how how like where that story comes from. So academically, it makes sense that yeah. Gregory doesn't allow, like marginally, doesn't or creates more force on on gear. Has it ever been shown in practice that someone's ripped gear out because their B layer was B landing with a Gregory? Mm-hmm. I find that I find it hard to believe that there's been so many instances. Um, but like you're talking about how quickly the rope gets stopped. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. exactly. As in the Gregory snaps yeah. the rope shut. Yeah. Where the ATC lets, at, at absolute most, no more than an inch or two go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And considering the fact that often when you're track climbing, it's not uncommon to be, say, four meters run out. Mm-hmm. Even more. For like a normal route that a beginner might end up on. You know? Or maybe somebody's into climb, track climbing a bit, but not a, one of their first routes, but they're up to enough that they're comfortable falling on gear. Yeah. You could easily be four meters run out. That's an eight meter fall, 10 meters of stretch. You know? That's a sizable amount of force. You know, that's not something you're ever going to experience indoors. Yeah. And very rarely on sport routes. So I think, you know, this is the first time you're going to be catching a fall like that. Do you feel super comfortable with someone who's new enough to try catching you on a fall like that using an ATC? Where they're going to get lifted. Yeah. And if they're not ready for it, they're going to be lifted in an awkward way. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, no. I, 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 think, I think a lot of people see these kind of falls indoors where like, you see someone, if you're in an indoor wall, you see someone right above you huffing and puffing, you know, okay, I've got to get ready for this lift. If you're track climbing, often the track climber might be 30 metres above you, around a corner, over a bulge, through a cave, clipped to yeah. six shitty pins. You're you never going to see him. You're never going to see him. You know, you, you might have no idea what kind of shite's going on. Very often, trad is just you sitting there on a cold ledge, waiting for the rest of the rope to get pulled up, so you can't, <laughs> so you can't hear them, but you have to know, yeah. well, i got to start climbing now anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like... It's, you know, I, I think that's a bit academic. Um, I think so too. And that's that's kind of the point I was, I was getting at with a lot of the, the, the talk of half ropes and gregories and micro fractures. Yeah, micro fractures. That's another one. Well, micro fractures just isn't a thing. Well, I don't know, Bren. If, you, if you've dropped some gear and you think it's got micro fractures, send it to us. Oh, yeah, we'll inspect it. We'll too. inspect it, absolutely, for a small fee, of course. And, uh, yeah, and you definitely won't get, not go leading. You, you won't get your gear back. <laughs> not a fucking hope, because uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I think there is a lot of academic stuff where people have looked at, um, you know, how much force is put on stuff through testing, and hmm. and they've come up with these things in their heads that have never happened in the real world. Yeah. There's no real world examples. 
mm-hmm. of a lot of these things. I'm sure there probably is someone who whipped out a big bit of gear because their B-layer was using a fucking a gravy or someone who clipped two half ropes in and it created that yeah. extra bit of force. And whatever. Like, I'm sure it has happened, but it's it's. I think the benefits of using a gravy far outweigh yeah. um, these very slight very variations in force. Very, yeah. Very few, very on. What word am I trying to use? You're not even looking at the mic, Brent. <laughs> very seldom, very seldomly seen examples. Yeah, I got to cut out all the bit where I was like a fucking, not a fucking hope. That's like staying a in. Glue sniffer, man. <laughs> uh, it's very seldomly seen. I could be wrong. I'm sure. Like if we get uh, someone on who who there's a, who definitely knows quite a lot more than we do yeah uh, they might have real world examples and I'd, I'd actually be happy if someone did um oh yeah i'd, I'd be happy to be proven wrong but. yeah I'm, I'm always glad to be proven wrong if someone can show me some some yeah. real world fucking uh you know examples even a couple of real world examples that changed my mind a little bit yeah um well as of yet i've 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 yet to really see it yeah i don't know yeah I don't uh, know the other thing was the belay in from the belay loop or yeah. the, the other reasons so you said the one of the reasons was for a more dynamic catch yeah um, well that's the reason I don't believe so, in so clipping into the uh, the tie in point on your harness rather than the uh, belay loop yeah um, did I describe that correctly yeah point? so when you when you tie in with a figure of eight you create a loop of rope what we were talking about is some people clip into that loop of rope to belay yeah as opposed to clipping into your belay so one of the examples or one of the reasons why I was told that you should clip into that rather than your belay loop was to escape the belay if something's gone wrong. Yeah. Um, That's I, a I very solid reason. I don't believe that there is a huge amount of difference between escaping a belay. Really? Um, not not a huge amount. Okay. I probably wouldn't be able to describe it now uh, like over, over, yeah. over with audio without pictures but yeah. I, I, I think the difference is marginal um, at best I think that the instant the chance of it happening is I know you shouldn't you because you build up all these chances and yeah, then, yeah, then suddenly yeah. you're in trouble what was that express I always used to say uh, uh, what was the fucking uh, things that are a million million to one odds happen a thousand times a day in China yeah you yeah. know but yeah I, th- I think that is very it's, it's, I think it's less academic I think that's more serious though I think that's there is times when I would tie into that, you know. There's, I see. I think I can I can escape both equal 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 fucking amount of time at equal amount of effort. Well, now right, okay. So I was doing a self rescue course with Brian Bateson, and it was kind of eye opening to see how much stuff I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and here's me walking up, going, well, I don't need to do this, but I get some cool pictures, and walking away, going, Yeah, that was fucking I. I should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. But there's one bit when I was belaying from the top. Okay. And I was bailing out the rope, as you might do during track gear if the gear is far away. So you'd, you'd built the anchor with your rope? Yeah, I built the anchor with my rope. points were... Far away, yeah. yeah. That was the scenario. So what we then had to do, what I then had to do to escape the belay was build a shelf, yeah. which I won't describe how to do exactly. But what ended up happening, because I was bailing off my, directly off my loop, when it came to me to escape, I then had to fucking open up the carabiner that was... The belay loop was on, or that, that the belay device was on, that the main anchor was on, and then slip my loop out and then close back up and lock it <laughs> before Brian noticed, which of course he did. <laughs> yeah. And he was saying, Yeah, now, like, again, that's really kind of an academic thing. It's not going to be a huge issue doing that. But if you'd have just tied in on the belay loop there, or on the 
and the time if you'd have belayed off the tying point there yeah. you would be able to skip that step because you're going to have to untie that anyway so uh, sorry go on, go on and I was going oh yeah I never thought of that and he goes as long as you're aware that it's not really a huge issue but you're still adding an extra step yeah and it's going yeah that's fair and I was kind of thinking to myself I would never really use that because a lot of the time I will actually be belaying guide mode anyway yeah um, but it was something that I was kind of thinking if everyone build the anchor with a lot of rope and I'm with someone who's very new say yeah. I probably could see myself doing that so the question I'd have for you is yeah when are you most or nearly always building an anchor with a rope in what scenario so single pitch multi pitch the local crag you know in the Alps um, building the rope building probably the, the time me and um Pete Whittaker did nose in a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> He's never done nose in a day. <laughs> but, um, are we fucking, no. But uh, I would say the most common time I do it would be on multi-pitches. Building the, building the anchor with a rope. Oh, well, oh, fucking that's a good one. I it never would, on a multi-pitch build the anchor with a rope. It would only be when the anchor's very far away. Which is rare on a multi-pitch. Yeah. If and even then, happens. sorry. No, sorry. What am I saying? I'd only do that the odd time. I'd much more do it on single pitch. I Like, for the for the reason of escapability or if we're, not, see, if we're is, not if we're not swapping leads, yeah, which happens quite a lot, I would always build it with um, slings. Sorry, what I was thinking of there is I was thinking of big, easy, long routes in Wicklow. That's really the only time. It's just two routes. That they're the only times I really build a rope with an anchor with a rope. Yeah, on a multi pitch. Yeah. So generally, Where, generally you build the, the the anchor with a rope on um, on on single pitching in the long yeah. run. If something happens to your seconder, you lower them the fuck down. Yeah. You don't have to do any rescuing. Yeah. There's zero rescuing. Yeah. So people have to get it out and, their, and, get it out of their heads that they need to rescue people. And people always say, but what if they get stuck on a ledge? You lift them back up, you shake them around, you lower them back down, <laughs> and they're not on the ledge. <laughs> That's what I'd fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I like there is there is definitely a time and place for knowing all the rescue stuff, and I would definitely encourage people to understand yeah. how to rescue someone and do some of the courses and all that stuff. Yeah. But then you can't be, you know, talking about rescuing people from single pitch crags in the local crag where you can lower them down. You can lower them down. You can always lower them down. Yeah. There's very few instances where you can't lower them down. If you can't lower them down, and you're in Docky Quarry down the road in the middle of Dublin City. You ring the fucking... You just start you, shouting. Just you, start you shouting. Ring, ring, <laughs> ring the rescue, shout, whatever. Don't yeah. try and start rescuing anyone because you will kill two people quicker than yep. you will save one. Yep. That's like 100%, man. Like, there's like, way more things a lot of those, A lot of those things you're taught on self-rescue are always uh, after. Is there an ambulance I can shout for? Is there a helicopter I can ring? Is there first, a, first option is always ring for yeah. help. Like, like remember, if you're really stuck or... you know. Actually, I remember being on a, a course a while ago as well and they were teaching us how to do Y-hangs. And they were pairing people up to do the Y hangs with people who are of similar weights. And I was like, this defeats the purpose of training. Like, Surely you should pair like the 90 pound girl up at me, because just to show her that you should never fucking do a Y hang with someone my size. <laughs> don't don't play with the big boys. Yeah, and they should go get a panda for me to do it because like <laughs> we, were doing, we were doing it there, and there was like this guy who was on the course at me and he was really small. So we we're doing a Y hang, and I kind of just had him on my lap. <laughs> and there was no bother at all. Like, he, was, he was literally a third my size, but caressing his hair. But like, yeah, a lot of the time, <laughs> just singing them sweet lullabies, you know. Go to sleep. Um, so if you were if you've built the the anchor with um, with, with um, 
it's links and that on a multi pitch. Yeah. Then you generally you you're, you're not those. gonna you're not gonna belay off your belay loop anyway. No. Um, and if you do, you do it through some kind of reader. You'd be fine. You if you did it through a redirect, you could you could easily yeah. still get out. Yeah. No problem. Just as quick, and oh, you man. could get on and rescue this person from this dire situation that is dire yeah. in some touching the void fucking yeah. scenario, just, which just doesn't 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 happen. happen. But I feel really annoyed because this segment feels like it's going real well. And at the very start, I said I mostly build anchors on rope on multi pitch because I can only think of the last time I ever built their anchor with the rope was on their multi pitch. Yeah. But that's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, you generally shouldn't. I, I no, don't. Yeah, it's, it's always safer to, yeah. to get out of things or if you're not swapping yeah. leads or actually, all that kind of stuff. Do you remember the route we did a while ago? Mm-hmm. I went up there again recently and there's another set of lads on that roof nearby and they built the anchor with rope. Okay. And they built the anchor miles away with rope. Because oh. I wanted to use the two threads above, because I didn't want to use the gear, because I wanted as much of it as possible to be on the leader's oh, rack. Okay. But it meant that uh, they were used, they were actually also using halves that were sixty meters long, and I was like, "Jeez, let me, I'd be close enough. I'd make it to the top of that, even if you wanted." But he goes, "It's yeah. like a forty meter pitch, isn't it? Forty-two." Yeah, meters? but then he goes, "Yeah, we had to cut a fair bit off, and one of them was only about forty meters. <laughs> oh. That got damaged by a bit of rock." Oh. <laughs> and I was sitting there going. Yeah, I think it's a 40 meter pitch, man. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's over 40, just the building. And he's like, Yeah, I'll probably take him off green now. <laughs> and so, like, there was like 20 meters of slack still on the, uh, like, the rope was coming up as if he was still leading. It was coming up fairly slow. And the B layer was kind of moving closer and closer and closer to the anchor to try and put as much slack out. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in fairness, they were, you know, they, they were cruising up, but they must have looked like punters. Yeah. Especially you. I found it very easy on second, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, um, I think the escape to belay thing, I, I'm going to go and try it. I'm going to go and time myself. I'm going to see if I can get out of both scenarios. Let's say with the rope. I'm gonna, if I build the anchor with the rope, and I'm going to try it in a few different ways and see if I can uh, get out um, yeah. in relatively similar times. Uh, I, I'm convinced that I can. I'd say you could as well, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, because yeah. I've had people shout that at me. Yeah. I should be, you should belay off the... Yeah. Off the off the loop, the, the tie-in loop. I'm like, why? And they're oh, uh, escape the escape the belay. I'm like, why the fuck are you like? What are you planning on doing on this five six? No, no <laughs> pe- not not people that I'm climbing with, even just like fucking people, people by, that yeah. were beside me or whatever. Yeah. Like, what what are you? What do you want about? Are yeah. you gonna go like? How many times have you had to rescue someone? You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. And you don't know how to fucking escape yeah. the belay anyway. You just know that that's a word. Yeah. You don't know what exactly it involves. I'd say you couldn't build a shelf and do all that extra stuff. You yeah. Know? No. In fairness, I'm not ex- entirely sure either, so I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone or I know. Oh, you are, Ben. You're better than other people. Well, you, yeah. Oh, but, fucking uh, dick. I was giving you the win there. <laughs> you chucked me under the river, you're being, you prick. You're being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that regurgitated. Um, yeah. That, that's more dangerous, I think. Yeah. It's just regurgitating stuff that you've heard over the years from these yeah. chad dads who, you know, go out and did their did their qualification ten years yeah. ago or twenty years ago and haven't climbed since. But, uh, they just know these. They can these regurgitate tricks, these yeah. lines, you know. Yeah, but there was one as well. We did uh, we did on that uh, that course, which was how to rescue a second if they climb past the gear. Oh, yeah. remember that one? So say yeah, yeah. so you've let a trad route and you've left gear on it and your seconds are coming up, and say they accidentally then f- climb three or four meters past the gear, and then the gear is below them, so they're effectively on lead. Mm-hmm. how do you get them in so what you do is you tie them off you tie them off and then you lower them down a loop and you put them on belay there with a the munter and all this stuff and all these extra tricks and I was going 
how in the fuck are you ever going to let a second go three or four meters past a piece of gear? Yeah. And if they're a meter past the gear, I'm just going to go fucking jump off and pull it out, man. I'm not dealing with this yeah, shit. Yeah, don't, fall down. Down climb. Down climb. Down mm. climb. Down climb till you fall. Yeah. Fall slowly. <laughs> like, stand on the gear and jump. I don't give a shit, but I'm not tying you off. A lot. Like, I just don't ever see how you would... Like, I could see having to do that. But, yeah. I, but sure. So did, did there was... Go on, go on. Sorry, you go on there, you go on. The only reason that that would happen is if you were belaying and had left more than a metre slack out. Yeah, um, between way too much. Or started feeding slack On the wall, I suppose. Because they they'd have to start asking for No, it. they could end up climbing like way left of the gear or something and end up above it somehow. I think maybe that could happen. Yeah, could actually it? someone actually did do that to me once. It could happen. like. But I won't tell you who it was. <laughs> but, but you know <laughs> but I just said to him tough shit man figure it out <laughs> I think he actually I think he actually clipped to the gear untied and then just pulled the rope through and retied back in mm. which is probably not actually sorry that's definitely not what you should do but <laughs> we were having a oh, fat yeah, day right do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> terrible God. but um, yeah sorry, he clipped to another bit of gear but, but uh, yeah I don't know, there's all these things that just get chucked out for people to say they should do, and then I think they're just used to beat other people over the head with, and none yeah. of it ever fucking works. Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I, I, I've just argued against could be right, and that's fine. And nah, it's all bullshit. I, I, <laughs> I'd be okay if it's right, and that, that's, like, uh, I'd like to be proven wrong. If, if people can prove me wrong, send me a message, man, that's fine. Um, I, I'm definitely wrong about a lot of things. But I think it's very important not to just regurgitate lines that you've heard from Under, someone understand what, what you're saying exactly yeah. you said it two weeks ago you have to really understand what you're saying um, and understand how to do it and I don't think a lot of people do understand it yeah I think they just they read it in a book somewhere have no idea what's going on they just do it yeah so that's that's the end of that now <laughs> come on let's give, give yeah. some light heart oh, uh, heart actually someone said uh, you guys never fail to put a smile on my face keep doing what you do not a question just someone sending me a nice message Who's that, that lovely Who's that? Uh, someone called Severe underscore 58. Severe underscore 58. Yeah, it's probably one of my mom's fake accounts. She's just uh, sending me nice messages. Is, is your mom climbing Severe now? <laughs> That's very good. Fair play for uh, I wouldn't say she's quite climbing Severe yet. <laughs> nice, um, thanks for that. That's a lovely message. It's a lovely message, yeah. Right after we're shitting off all the people who are asking for advice and help. Yeah, wouldn't well, be I mean, like maybe, maybe that last bit just came across as very self-righteous <laughs> <laughs> I know better you don't know anything we don't know shit you fucking talking shit but actually <laughs> there was, I did this completely unintentional but someone sent me a message saying what's the common mistake that uh, tried climbers make and I said oh not extending gear enough and then you know letting it walk out and then the, someone said what's your biggest pet peeve <laughs> and I un- completely unironically said people saying uh, cams walk <laughs> <laughs> This is basically me being a dick to new people. Like, don't be scared and extend it everything. <laughs> 50 miles. Extend it all. <laughs> Use your shoelaces if you fucking have to. <laughs> I do. I was climbing, when I was climbing in Fairhead a couple of weeks ago, I had a rack of DMM cams and a rack of uh, Black Diamond cams on my harness. And I was trying to, when I was in a, when I was in a position where I really didn't want the cam to walk, I was putting the DMM ones in. Yeah. Because you can extend the sling and they yeah. don't walk. Whereas the Black Diamond ones do... Because of the harder, the, the stiffer, the stiffer sling, yeah. yeah, and it's shorter, and yeah, it's kind of a bit annoying. But uh, I yeah. like, I mean, my, my cams, I don't find that they walk too much unless we second those line to them. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, I have I, a name, Brent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do prefer the, the extending the sling on those cams on the DMM ones. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. I like, I like the idea of it. 
Um, it also makes them an absolute bitch to re-rack quickly when you're seconding. And you get up to the B layer and you're just wearing this absolute rat's nest of Danim all extended and clipped every little fucking thing. Have you ever seen the quick way to extend them? But you need a draw. Yeah, DMM say specifically not to do that. Do they? Yep. Why? <laughs> I have no idea, but DMM say it so I'm probably going to listen. Yeah. Well, we, we sure, what do they know? It's all these academic. They just regurgitate. They don't even understand what they're saying, man. Um, it is a cool little trick, and I saw that on Epic TV. Will we explain what it is? No. It's very difficult to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. Let's not give people more bad habits. Yeah, if I'm DMM not, said it's not, not good to do, we'll, we'll not do that. Yeah, I'll probably put a video up, though. Yeah. I know. I, I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah, probably I will as well. I do it all the time. <laughs> um. Someone asked me for, for a run-out slab or a off-width climbs without pro. And I've never really done an off-width, so run-out slab. And I've done lots of run-out slabs. But it gave me the idea, Brian, that uh, we're going to start our own climbing couple. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so we're going to be like the, uh, the, the rivalry to the, uh, you know, the Ir- Ir- Ireland's answer to the Y boys. So uh, it's a, Tom Randall and uh, Pete Whitaker. The, the yeah. white boys, so the, the crack masters. Yeah, so we're going to be the slab lads. Slab lads. Slab lads. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I really, I, and I do like slabs. We, we even got the blessings from the white boys. Yeah, they just said we have to have it, make sure we have a Z at the end of slab lads, and then we're in. Do they have a Z at the end of their They, white boys, is a Z on it. Oh, yeah. it's link ups. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, the only thing is that I'm probably pretty convinced that the white boys are way better at slabs than we are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I like it, slab lads. Yeah, slab lads, yeah, I think so. I think I think they probably do way better on slabs than we Maybe would ever do. Maybe you just so. get really good at slabs. Oh, I mean, that sounds like a lot of effort, Brent. And slabs are scary as shit. I wish for a solid crack these days. Oh, I don't know, I'd like, because a lot of, uh, it annoys me when people say, I don't like slabs. I was like, how many slabs have you tried? Yeah, you know, like I you, love slabs, really, yeah, to be honest. I love doing People it. always hate the stuff that they haven't practiced, but you have to, like, think about the amount of hours you put into, like, hauling on jugs on a vertical wall in the indoor yeah. in the indoor climbing gym. Of course you're good at that shit. Yeah. Of course you're not going to be good at fucking slopers yeah. and slabs and cracks, yeah. because you've never practiced it. Yeah. But if you put loads of time into them, yeah. they're really enjoyable yeah, ways yeah. of climbing. I love the different stuff, the yeah. cracks and slabs and all that yeah. shit, yeah. There was actually, I did a route in uh, Glendalough the other day, Scimitar Crack. Oh, that's very good. Very good, yeah. And uh, I actually seconded someone up because they really wanted to lead it, so I ended up only doing the first bit, but it's still got crack. But uh, it's like a real quartzy, veiny, blocky crack. It's very aggressive. And they, they obviously had used a couple of, they were using the crack mostly to go up, and I was outside bridging on the slabby granite instead. Yeah. And I was looking in the crack, and I was having a great time. I'd never done the route before, so I was like, oh, sure, I wish I had a led this, but sure, look, I'm having a good time now, and it's out, and it's good weather, and it was forecast for rain, and it's great, and I was cruising up on this every time I look in the crack going I wonder if a good jam in there it's just like oh no there's a bit of blood from the big guy who went ahead of me <laughs> he just left lumps of skin all over the place Jesus <laughs> you really? know, bits of blood everywhere like, pretty sure there was a finger in there at one point I thought we were going to say there was bats in there no no oh did we talk about that last week oh, we, no we talked about it a couple of weeks ago I think. oh okay that's good yeah. bats in the crack I hope they're okay I, tell you, I hope so yeah I wanted to go back up and have a look at them but then uh, then I bailed because I thought it was going to rain because you had to uh, well, manicure your fucking didgeridoo. I don't water my dog. <laughs> but, but I was like, lads, it's definitely going to rain. I can feel it starting to rain. And they're like, no, we're going to keep climbing. So I walked out and they kept climbing. And then about half an hour later on the walk in, it got out. They got absolutely drenched halfway up. I didn't have to leave a bit of gear behind. <laughs> I was delighted. I felt like a right arsehole. But I was glad I bailed. 
Sir Bezalot strikes again. Sir Bezalot. Sir Bezalot. Yeah, it's gonna stick, man. It's <laughs> it fucking is, isn't it? Someone's gonna like how you know it's stuck is when you're just you know mind your own business in the quarry someday, and someone will shout from across the fucking. Oh fuck! That's definitely gonna happen. Sir Bezalot. Oh, better not bail off that day. <laughs> You'll never catch me, beer baron. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, is that is that all the questions? Uh, there was more, but I might have to stall for a second. Oh, uh, do you need to go to use the use the bad and simmer? Uh, no, no, I just I can't have any uh, good questions. Uh, That's all right. Look, I don't have anything either, Patrick. I have a few more. I just uh, have to find them. We'll have to cut this bit out, thankfully. No, it's okay. I'll just play some grime grime music. Oh, Jesus, man. Musical interlude. Is this the shit that we're putting in there? What are you doing to me, Brad? It's your boy, <laughs> Big Pete. It's your bells a lot. <laughs> we should definitely make a freestyle rap for next week. No. We have to. No. We what? Should, we're not, no, no, not freestyle. We should make a rap for next week. Irish people rapping is... Uh, I think there's a few people who can pull it off, but we're not two of them. People also say rapping is the most dangerous part of climbing, so we probably shouldn't. Hmm. Do you know that was a terribly good pun. I'm so I, proud I, of that. It was quite good, but it's also not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think the stats in Yosemite suggest that being intentionally unroped is uh, where they get their most fatalities. Really? Yeah. So intentionally unroped means someone who's untied at the top of a roo or a bit of scrambling at the end of a roo where it's not, you know, technically climbing anymore, or stood on a ledge and untied, or you know, just just the, the general places where you untie. But you're not entirely Ooh. safe, but you've become comfortable because you've climbed a big hard route and you're at the top going, ah, it's a bit of scrambling, fuck it all on toy. And then next thing you know, you're dead. Uh, so that's the that's Yosemite. That's yeah. what they've collected. Um, that's their data. Holy moly. It I don't know if that applies to all climbing. Uh, it, I have no idea. It seems like 30 seconds ago we were joking about making freestyle raps listening to Grime and now we got real serious real quick. I just had to throw that in there. Swings and roundabouts, yeah. Science, bitch. <laughs> Back it up, science, bitch. Facts. Uh, yeah, I well believe that though. When you think about it more, it does seem uh, it does seem very real. Yeah. Did you find a question? Oh fuck! I, f- I had one, and then I put my phone down because you were t- playing freestyle rap, and I want to start dancing. Grime music, man. It's not. It's, Sorry. Not, just, it's not just rap. It's grime. Oh, I, th- I that's why I, th- I think it's more that though. Um, do I, do I want to go for a serious question or a jokey question? You got you got an option here. Oh, go go jokey, yeah. We, jokey, we okay. So you've got no climbing limitations. You get one day, one route, and any climber you want. It could be a pro climber, it could be your best mate, it could be a climber who's previously passed away, it could be anyone. Go. Who do you pick? So do I have to name a route, a specific route and a climber? And a specific climber, yeah. So you've got any route and a pro climber, who would you pick? You're always going to be tempted to make a really good climber climb something shit. <laughs> Fuck, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, go on, what was your one? I'd probably, I'd probably take one of the wide boys up something like a Swan Slab in Yosemite. One of those like five, six slabs with loads of gear. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in slab land country now, boys. <laughs> oh, you get to make them bring up too much gear and stuff. Yeah, I'd make them do it on something like loads of hexes and pink tricams. Size six cams. Nothing, nothing but size six nothing cams. Nothing but size six cams. Yeah. I don't know, I probably, I probably wouldn't do that though. I'd probably do some really weird route with someone really obscure. I'd bring. I'd bring. I think he'd really, he really wouldn't enjoy. I'd bring Andy Kirkpatrick Deepwater Solo in Mallorca. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I think I, I don't. I don't really know Andy. I don't know him at all. In fact, that's brilliant. 
That is so good. I okay. Get, I get the feeling from his writings that that wouldn't be the direction he'd take. No. In his climbing career. Uh, maybe a deep water soloing. I think he'd, he'd still be better than me at it, but I probably yeah. I, I don't think he'd. Uh, I don't think he'd enjoy it. I don't no. know. I, I'd like to be proven wrong. I'd like to find out though. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Patrick deep water solo. <laughs> if we ever make any money from this podcast, we should do an episode where we go to Mallorca with Andy Kerman <laughs> <laughs> and deep water solo. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I can picture him there, like in his Russian aiders. <laughs> be like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this bullshit? <laughs> Pass me more beaks. <laughs> just like, all right, Andy, you go first. Okay, and he just solos around the corner. You see, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> That'd be so cool. The locals would be throwing stones at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, what that's a way better answer than my one. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, I'd love to see that. I'd pay good money to see that. Have you ever deep water soloed? Uh, I shallow water soloed in Greece before. Or in, not Greece, Crete, which is in Greece, I guess. But it's an island off Greece. Mm. Um, yeah, I did some shallow water soloing off that before. I did a small bit of deep water soloing in Kalimnos and we kayaked out and went to a little cavey thing Ooh. and hung around there for the day, kind of just climbing a bit and eating a bit of lunch and swimming a bit. And it was great, but uh, deep water soloing, you always like, you, you kind of get lulled into this idea that it's, you know, lovely and relaxed and, you know, and you fall, into this, fall into the soft water. And water's really sore if you hit it from seven meters, man. Especially yeah, if you hit it in ways, like. Well, yeah, you're not going to plan when you're falling as such unless you decide to jump. You kind of have to. You have yeah. to. You, it's a very bad idea to fall off uncontrolled on a deep water solo. Well, I think I think deep water soloing sounds safer because it's got water in it, but it's it's actually probably, I'd say, more dangerous because you're soloing with all the danger of landing awkwardly. Yeah. And now you've got to be able to swim. You're falling. Yeah. <laughs> you're, <laughs> I mean, like... I, I would suggest that if you're going to deep water solo that you know how to swim yeah <laughs> and you, you also don't have any spotters <laughs> unless they're in a kayak or something i don't know yeah um yeah you are falling way way more often but if you watch like deep water solo videos when they're falling off they're never uncontrolled they're yeah. generally turning and jumping they know they're going to fall so they're falling preemptively um, yeah but i feel like people would imagine that you can climb a little more a little harder at your grade or a little, a little closer to your max grade because you can fall more safely. Mm. But I wouldn't say that's actually the truth. I'd say you gotta, no, you got to yeah. climb a little bit lower or at the very least be able to know when you can jump off. I, I found that falling off a lot made me really tired. It made me not, well, yeah, you got to like... It made me not want to fall off a lot. Just because it was so tiring, hitting the water, swimming out, getting all dried up, jumping, getting back on. No, it was just it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, to to do it. So uh, yeah, I don't know about the idea that you could climb harder as a result. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I haven't done enough of it. Like I literally spent one day doing it. It's good fun. Yeah, I only it's spent really one day, one or two days in it as well, really and I didn't do it super hard. So mm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't I don't uh I don't imagine it's super fun, which is definitely now why I want to see Andy Kirkpatrick do it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good crack. Yeah, we could bring a port to it. <laughs> He just turn around and be like on the ledge cooking some sausages or something. I still use his uh, rice uh, recipe. Not, not so much a recipe, but his his uh, advice on cooking cooking rice on a big wall. I think you know, I think you know my next question is going to be around. Well, How do you cook rice on a big wall? The Andy Kirkpatrick way. Well, it's just uh, you you do a cup of rice to a cup of water. I do mm-hmm. a cup and a bit. So I don't I don't like the rice to be too al dente. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> can't believe this has turned into a cooking show. Uh, <laughs> this is Andy, Andy's, uh, Andy's way of doing it. Uh, a cup of rice to a cup of water, then you let it simmer. You bring it, well, you put it all in together, so the water and the rice, and then you let it, you get it to a simmer, and you let it simmer for six minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you make sure it's really well. You keep it covered. You do not take the lid off at any time, mm-hmm. ever. Don't take the lid off and store it. Don't do that. Okay. Never. Gotcha. Okay. You've got that, yeah? Yeah. Right, we're in. So what do I do with the lid? Uh, <laughs> you take it off and you stir it. Gotcha. No, you don't take the lid off. You let it simmer for six minutes. You take it off the heat and you let it sit for about six minutes. I usually let it sit for a little bit, a good bit longer because it really soaks it all up. Okay. Um, and then it's done. It's perfect every single time. Every single time. Science, bitch. Yeah. But that's, I love that that's the only real bit of information we have on this show is so, all these myths you know are crap here's how to cook rice exactly yeah so what, what that way does is it means you've used way less water because you're not straining water and you're not wasting water if you're on a big one yeah. water is a, a kind of a, a much sought after water is the, water's the time that's going to water is the amount of time you can spend on the wall exactly yeah I heard someone say once if you bring up five days worth of water you're going to spend five days on the wall uh, <laughs> not, a, not if Sir Bale's a lot switch <laughs> I like that I like that quote a lot um, but yeah, so if you've you've obviously not got a whole heap of water up there with you, so you want to do stuff yeah. like rice where it absorbs all the water and you're not wasting any of it. Yeah. So that, that's a nice way of doing it. That's pretty it. cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Thanks yeah. a tip, Brent. No problem. Thank Andy. Andy put that up on his Instagram. Thanks, Andy. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. I actually, because it was a while ago where all the uh, all the climbers were like posting their tech tips or their tips and I felt like I had to get in on it. <laughs> so I, I, I actually did have a, oh, I had a really good tech tip. I had a really good tip once. I don't believe you. No, I swear to God, this is a great tip. So, if you've ever been to Yosemite Valley, you know the AAA batteries can be kind of hard to find. Yeah. Which are the head size, heads, head torch size batteries. Mm-hmm. So, and I swear to God, I was sitting around a campfire and I was telling people this and they were like, nah, that's bullshit. And I was like, no, I swear to God. So, certain brands, not all brands now, but certain brands of 9 volt batteries have six AAA sized cells inside them. Is the 9 volt the square one? Yeah, the square one you use for smoke alarms and stuff like that. Or, or alarm clocks. Now, now they're slightly undersized. You might have to fiddle with them a bit, but and they have like a little tab on top. But they will work in a pinch, and they always have them in stock. So I remember I was like saying this to someone once, and they were like, "No, you're talking shite." And I was like, "No, come here, watch." And we drank a fair bit of cinnamon fireball whiskey at this point. So I was then then it progressed to me sitting at a bench with like twelve climbers around me going, "What's this crazy Irish guy doing?" And me hitting a fucking nine volt battery with a knife and a hammer, <laughs> but it worked. They were in there, man. Post this up. No, no one believe me, but yeah, if you're really stuck for AAA batteries and all you can get is 9 volts, you can get 6 uh, head torch batteries out of a 9 volt. That's brilliant. That's a really good tip. But I will also say there are other 9 volt batteries that just have a lot of powder and acid inside them and don't open those ones. So oh. check which brands. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that shit on your ropes or your gear or your hands even. Yeah, battery acid on ropes is... Actually, yeah, let's take this tip back. Don't cut open batteries when you're climbing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really bad idea. Fucking hell, this is, this is a disaster. Oh, God, I have to cut that. <laughs> yeah, I think everything we've said today is probably wrong. Yeah, I love the way we're all talking about myths and what's wrong and bullshit. It's like, I know, so you can just cut open batteries if you're going climbing. <laughs> what the fuck? Passing on these horrible... Oh like, in 10 years' God. time, you're going to hear someone telling that, uh, like, yeah. as though it's gone. <laughs> you know? And people say, you can't get acid on your ropes. Like, that's bullshit. I get acid on my ropes all the time. <laughs> that's not true. Don't get acid on your ropes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I heard that, that that's happened before, where someone's thrown the rope into the back of their car, where there was an old car battery, and they've... they've uh, there was a, yeah, there was a fucking... I don't know if it was a car battery, but I remember hearing that story before. Yeah. There was a... Um, Could be an urban legend, but... Uh, no, no, I think, like it was, I think it was on a... I think it was on like one of Black Diamond's QC lab reports. There was a lad oh. who was taking a lead test indoors 
and he ends up this is in the states now and it, part of the test was someone had to whip or take a fall at the top and he took a fall and the rope broke in the middle one point just gone and he decked now he was actually okay because he ended up falling like halfway down and then the rope broke and a lot of force was taken out or whatever but uh they i think they sent a lab the rope to black diamond or to maybe it wasn't black diamond i'm pretty sure it was though but they sent the rope to them because it was a black diamond rope well, if I can nail my colours to the cross now, yeah, I think it was Black Diamond. But um, they, Black Diamond were like, yeah, well, at the ends of the rope look like they have been burned, and it looks like there's a HCl, which is hydrochloric acid, oh. in this. So some acid has contaminated this rope, and that's why it broke. Like a drop or two had gotten on it. And uh, I think your man was like, yeah, no, I've no idea how that could have gotten there, blah, 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 blah. But I think it turned out, yeah, I do work in a lab that uses HCl, but I've no idea how it got there. And yeah, I'm just kind of freaky when you think about it. So obviously someone got acid on this rope somehow, whether it was sitting in a car and something got on it or something was in a bag and a bag was chucked on top or whatever. But yeah, he got he got some acid on his rope and his rope broke. Jesus. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, obviously like the, like stuff like acids, battery acids and stuff yeah. like that will definitely corrode a rope. 100%. But there's a, I think there's a lot of myths about like paints and stuff. And I've mentioned it before um where this guy tested all these slings in a pull rig and uh, there was like epoxy resins and oils and paints on all these yeah, things yeah. And, and he pulled them. But uh, it wasn't a very well done um, kind of test. Hmm. So there was no like how long, there was no like indication of how long the substances had been on each sling. Yeah. All the slings were different sizes. And how concentrated shapes. were the substances? Yeah. And, Lots and of variables. And some were done and some were nylon. So it'd be cool. There's, there's that guy fucking really cool YouTube channel, How Not to Highline. Oh, that's dead. He, stuff. He's, he's, his he, stuff is awesome. I really like it. Check it out if you haven't checked him out before. He's really good. Um, I don't know his name, but check out the channel. How Not, Steve. How, how not to Highline. Did you just make that up? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if his name is Steven, that'd be cool. That I don't think guess. it is. <laughs> Father Huey Louie. There's a joke for the Irish listeners. Um, but yeah, check out his page. But I must send him a request then to maybe soak a lot of uh, bits of rope in different substances and uh, mm. and then pull them and see what actually does uh, weaken ropes. Uh, yeah. Because, there, I mean, there is a lot of debate as to where uh, oil-based paints and all that kind of stuff do, yeah. do actually corrode ropes. If you do have shit all over your rope, I probably would suggest yeah, the way being I think of it, careful with it. But, if, uh, if, if, I'm not if I'm not super comfortable drinking the substance, I'm not going to be happy if it's on my rope. That's some bullshit, buddy. That's oh, some man. bullshit. Because you drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. If I spin a can of Carling or some PBR on my rope, I'd probably I'd be fine. I've seen some of that cheap fucking beer you drink, man. It's poisonous. That rocket fuel, man. Uh, I'd love to see him. Uh, I must send him a request, sir. If, if anyone's listening and they know him, uh, get, get him to fucking chop up a bit of an old rope and maybe we'll all sponsor a rope from him or something. Yeah. And uh, just just soak the rope in different fucking substances and pull it. Cool, yeah. And see, yeah. I see, I've seen them do like pulling camps till they break and yeah, and some of those cities are awesome old, uh, and terrifying. Remember, all, we were talking about all the knockoff Chinese brands and stuff. He pulled yeah. all of them, and they they were all pretty much the same standard. Like yeah. they all pulled at the same weights as the the rated stuff. Still not going to use them though. Can't no because no. They, they could just change their fucking change their the way they manufacture it tomorrow. Yeah, and you could get a bad batch. Yeah. you don't really know. Well, that's the thing about like those rated stuff and those that rated gear. It's not just the actual gear itself. It's the whole process, the whole chain of custody of where the where the aluminium is coming from, and the heat process, made, and yeah. the you know the tracing. That's actually, of it. Oh, that's another reason why. So 
you know the way people talk about marking the middle of a rope and you have to use these specific rope marking paints from mm. Metolius or I don't know there's a company that does my Beal. is it Beal yeah, yeah. Um, you can mark your rope with uh, one of those sharpies that's water based there's water based sharpies um, you can use and it's pretty much like confirmed uh, really that you can use that the only thing is no rope company will go stand behind it because the company who makes uh, Sharpie could change their recipe tomorrow and you won't know what's in it because they don't write, <gasps> they don't write on the back what's in it so you could say that the war based <laughs> based Sharpie is like safe you could say that and then next week they change the recipe and yeah. it's, it becomes unsafe so by the time this video comes so basically what we're saying is do it now real quick <laughs> just buy a Sharpie and draw all over your rope quickly before it's not I've, done. I've done it I, I've marked the middle of my rope uh, with uh, really? water based Sharpie before and uh, yeah, I mean, I lost the seconder. I lost the climbing partner over it. But I mean, that's what you get for a second and falling off. You know, fault, like you know, yeah, you shouldn't fall off in your second. Um, uh, I just, I just a really handy, quick way to tie, to mark the middle of your rope though is if you just tie an overhand knot and leave it in the middle of. It. And actually, if you're if you've got someone, if you've got a mate's rope, and do him a favor, and even even if it's middle marks, you know, just tie a knot in the middle anyway, and then your mate will thank you. You know, especially if it's like a seventy meter rope. Yeah, yeah, oh, actually. Yeah. I once, sorry, this is an amazing story. I once got asked that I want to hang out. There was a very famous climber in Yosemite. And I once got asked that I want to hang out with him. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, if he's around. I won't say who it was or who invited me. But they're like, oh, do you want to hang out with him? And I was like, yeah, what are you guys doing? And he's like, well, he's got this 200-meter rope that's got a knot in the middle. He's got to get rid of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking hanging out with that. That sounds like a bullshit day. <laughs> he doesn't give for someone to get knots out in the middle of a rope. <laughs> I am skipping on that one. <laughs> yeah. Then they went and put up some new route on El Cap, so. Oh, well, I mean. Spoilers. Who hasn't put a new route up on El Cap? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Sir Ben's alone. Yeah, well, I took one down, so. You did take one oh, down. You're, you're reset one. Um, yeah, so I think, is that all the questions? Well, there was one more question. And Go on, let's, let's finish on a, on a high note. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> the look in your face. <laughs> no, is is are you are you worried about climbing becoming more, in brackets, quote unquote trendy? Um, no, no, me neither. No, climbing doesn't belong to me or you or anyone else. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That's just yeah. because it becomes more popular doesn't mean uh, it's it means more people are going to go climbing. Yeah, pe- people give out and say, oh, there's got to be more people at the crags. Well, that's so going to be the case anyway. Yeah, I mean, sure, like I started solo and shit just because I can't find a bee there. More people at the crag is better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you'll have more people to pull roots down on top. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, people have to learn the correct way to behave themselves around crags and stuff like that. But other than that, um, yeah, it's nothing to do with me if it becomes quote-unquote trendy. I don't give a fuck if it's marketing wine with climbing or I don't really care. I'll take the piss out of it, but yeah. I don't really care at the end of the day if it becomes yeah. more trendy. Um, I think... No, I don't think I'm... I don't, uh, that's yeah. I, I, th- I think climbing is definitely becoming more trendy and it's becoming more cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about that for two reasons. One... We'll never be cool. We'll ne- Well, okay, three reasons. Bren will never be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, like... Like two, re- two two main reasons would be like if, like if it becomes more trendy, it just means more people are going to climb, you know. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I like I like climbing. I like when people climb. 
Um, more potential listeners. More oh, exactly bigger market share. Is that is it market value? Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what those words mean. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've never used the word share before in your life. But miserable <laughs> 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 bastard. But um, but uh, the second one. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the second one is uh, if climate becomes more trendy, it means companies are going to start using it more. And then they'll just make shitty adverts that make no sense, and I'll be able to rip the piss out of them on Just Bomber Gear. So there's just more shit for me to talk about, which is perfect. This is good. This is good. Absolutely, yeah. Was like, I, I actually, I'm going to encourage you to become more trendy. Absolutely. I'm fucking every t- every time a company adds a or posts a uh, a shitty, stupid thing, I comment on it, going, "Yeah, saving this for later." <laughs> there was fucking sure, uh, you know, the company, the super glue company, Loctite. I saw that ad. That's oh, that very good. It's really I funny. I really like that ad. So the ad is there's two lads climbing indoors and they're lead climbing on a prey or a big overhanging wall with jugs. And one lad pulls, holds onto a hold and the hold breaks in half and he falls off. And then it just it shows him gluing the hold back together and like real pumpy electro music but like when you need it to be secure Loctite will secure it. And the hold pulls itself back together and glues itself on and he keeps climbing. Don't use super glue when you're climbing. <laughs> They essentially use the same kind of uh, ambience and music that you would find in a BMW ad, but it's it's climbing for glue. glue yeah, <laughs> they're selling glue. Yeah. Actually, I can't say shit. I use super glue to fix my cams all the time. I I do like the ad. I think I think it's good. Yeah, it's as, yeah, a, as yeah. an ad, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, it'd be better if if it actually <laughs> fell apart yeah. again after you glue. That'd be really funny. Say. It, that'd, that'd be like, that'd be a really good like honest ad, like Loctite. It's not that fucking good. <laughs> That's their new logo. We can't do everything. <laughs> I mean, they should get you to hang out of it. Absolutely. Oh, Josh, fuck you. <laughs> you're, you're the whole record, though. Yeah. You're the absolute whole record. Uh, but then there was another fucking ad I saw, and it was, uh, there was this like, phone case company, and there was some lad on some spore route, and he was probably at the third or fourth bolt, and he was indirect with the bolt. And uh, he was like dropping his phone over and over to test how it wouldn't break. And there's all people going, oh my God, it's not breaking, oh my God. And like people are running around at the bottom of the crag, like, oh my God, like real like shaky, like almost like the Blair Witch Project footage. Really amateur looking. But it was a funny ad, like, and I just commented on the ad, being like, uh, who, who's belaying this guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm, I think they blocked me. But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, was, it was just like, what the fuck? Is this, like this, why are you throwing a phone off from 11 minutes? Going, Look, the phone didn't break. I'm surprised they didn't reply with what's a belay. Yeah. Oh no, it looked like it was, it looked like a company that was either made all by climbers. By climbers, or they just gone to some climbers and be like, here, make us a uh, cool out of it, dropping stuff from high climbers are up high. Yeah. Oh, before we go, you got those fucking things ages ago. The porta hang things. Yeah, go on. Uh, oh yeah, fuck. You've been trying them. Yeah, so basically, did, did we describe them or did we cut that episode? I'm going to describe what they are again. Yeah. yeah, so they're like these uh, little hook things that clip into um, door frames. And they kind of they hook into a door frame and they've got like a hole on one side that pulls it in such a way that doesn't need anything. Just, they just slot in, they hook on, that's it. It's kind of like, it's essentially another tool for hangboarding. Yeah. But it's more portable because you can it's hang super it from, portable, yeah. You can hang it from pretty much anything. Yeah, so the guy, oh fuck, I forgot his name. He sent me them and I was like, yeah, these are these are cool, I guess. Well, I mean, I already have a hangboard. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't hangboard. But I, I have one. I don't really use that much. But I was like, when am I ever going to use this thing? It sounds cool, but it's just super portable, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what's called the port of hang, I guess. But actually, I've been using them for the last two weeks. So I travel a lot for work. And I stay in a lot of hotels. And mm-hmm. uh, now, because the whole C word COVID thing, a lot of gyms are closed. So when I'm traveling, there's not really anywhere I can go. 
So I started using these things in hotel rooms. And they're actually fucking brilliant because you can put any climate hold on them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I th- thought it was just like a set, a set, like a hold on it. No, it's got, you can put anything you want. You it. can put it, there's like a, he sent me a couple of them and he's released a new one. So it's like big slopers, little crimps, jugs, flat edges. There's loads of stuff you oh, can do. Oh, the question. Do you have to use his? I'd say he'd probably say yeah, but I don't think so. They just look like they're normal. It's just a standard bolt hole. L- no, a standard bolt hole, no, standard, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say... It's not even a sponsor segment. He just it's just not even an ad. Like, but I don't want to turn around and fuck him over. Like, nah, just buy whatever you can. But I, I, well, I, I would mean, imagine that. Like, I mean, if we're not getting paid, we have to be honest. Absolutely, <laughs> fucking <literally. laughs> I used I used other holes on it, and it was well, fine. It worked for me. To be honest, anyway. yeah, but, yeah, no, yeah. Cool. And what did you think of it? Did you did you did you find that it helped? Like when you were traveling around, you could do a few yeah. chin-ups. I really really liked it. It was really cool. Did you find you made any gains? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm now leading five seven happily. Nice. Yeah, man. So triple my grade, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I liked it because what you can do is you can position them exactly where you want. So they they'll they'll go anywhere on the door frame. So if oh, you so width wise, because there's two width wise, yeah. And like I've yeah. I've quite broad shoulders, so sometimes yeah. I find when I'm hangboarding, it's huge. I know, yeah. Be hissing in over here. I'm, put your top back on. <laughs> Don't you tell me what to do. We're in my house, bitch. <laughs> but, I'll uh, put my pants back on if you put your top back on. It's <laughs> a deal. It sounds like everyone loses. <laughs> but uh, you can like you can put like a sloper on one side and a jug on the other side, and then position them wherever you want. So you can like correct and balance as really easily. That's which, pretty cool. Which I really like because if you're if you're trying to use specific holds on a hangboard mm-hmm. you have to use them exactly where they are do you know what I mean so if you want to say okay, I'm trying to correct and balance ones, but lower and yeah yeah, right. yeah. Or, like, or not 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 just different heights but also or not just different widths but also different heights yeah so I really like them for that and like as well I do find that uh, most hangboards are far too narrow for me to be comfortable yeah if, if they look at pulls on the wrist and the elbows and everything in yeah I, I get it on my wrists because yeah. I actually have really bad carpal tunnel mm. um, but I find that if I don't do them like if I don't have a really correct stance when I'm pulling up, I won't. I can't. I can't do them for too long. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it the one disadvantage was is it takes a bit of time to swap out between holds. That's a bit of a balls, but for the fact that you don't have to put up the hangboard and you can do them anywhere is actually kind of handy. Like it yeah. does save you that. Like it's not it's not a substitute for a hangboard. It's not as good as a hangboard, but if you're traveling or you just don't have a lot of space or you don't want to put up a hangboard because your man will kill you, that's what they're for. Yeah. I wonder. We got. Where have you put them? Oh, they're up over the middle, that, that door over there. You could probably get a hold that had three different size holds on well, it. Well, yeah, he has, some of his holds are like reversible. They have like, uh, actually, I'll go grab them just so you can see it. So we can talk about it. I probably should have finished that sentence before I. Uh, before you ran off? Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Ah, well, that's Here we are. So that's what they look like there. Nice. So see the way that sloper hold has like one really flat edge and one really positive edge. Ah, yeah. So what I was saying is, so let, let's imagine if you made that just like square, you could put the same way as a fingerboard is you could put three different depths. Yeah. Well, he actually has those as well. He's got like slots pocket in. things he's ah, releasing okay. as well. With, with, diff, like with, just different, three, with different yeah, depths. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have to swap out the hold as much and you yeah. could uh, pretty much do a, a routine, a fingerboard yeah. routine yeah. on them. Well, like you look at this in here, you've got like a, a reasonable jug and then like a really good jug. So like that's the one I just use for pull-ups. It's like a really good jug. And you haven't uh, you haven't managed to break them in? Like, no, I know, right? And I've been fucking trying. And like, I can't remember. He, I don't know if he's got some rate, weight rating on them. But like, I I would say I'm on the heavy side of most climbers. And I didn't manage to break them. So. Um, I wonder, has he tried to dry roll them? I think it'd be very enjoyable. Well, he definitely wants to send me a second set. So. <laughs> and he, he, he deliberately put the Irish colours on those ones, which is kind of cool. It'd be enjoyable to try and run over them in a car. <laughs> no, uh, you'll break them. <laughs> maybe could we get a picture of these up? 
Yeah, we can take a picture of them. Like, you'd throw them up on the 57R on Instagram or something rather than. I probably won't put them on the main page, but I'll put them on that, yeah. Yeah, throw them on the the 57R as soon as you're controlling that page now. You've you've put loads of posts up since. Absolutely, I have. (laughs) I know you haven't because I snuck back on. I've done nothing. (laughs) Ah, that's all right. It doesn't matter. I don't really care. Uh, I don't care. Uh, Yeah, no, they're super. So what? He's called it the Portahang, yeah? Portahang, yeah. Nice one. All right. Well, I wish them all the best because they look really cool. They actually look Uh, really cool, yeah. uh, I hope yeah, you, do you want to try them out for a moment? You can take them for a while if you want. There's a box of holes you sent me yeah, as well. I'll take them. Yeah, we'll take some pictures of them today. But I, I don't know. I, when I saw them, I was like, nah, that's super fucking gimmicky. But yeah, go on, send me to them. Send them to me. But I actually kind of like them. Mm. Um, well, that was, a, that was a very positive segment to, to finish on. Yeah, wasn't it? I hope it didn't sound like an ad. Um, well, we can just finish off with the fact that it definitely wasn't an ad. And both of us are still poor. If anyone has a job or, or a car or a loan of a fiver, man, that, like, I mean, Paddy's working, Paddy's all right, you don't have to give him shit, but... Work's, work is a strong word, I like show up and... Well, yeah, I don't want a job that I have to work in. Yeah, okay. I want uh, I want to turn up somewhere and get paid without having to do much, but... Yeah, if, anyone's, Bren, if, if, any, just, if anyone's offering... If you just keep that top off, Bren, I can find you lots of work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too old for those kind of jobs. Uh, I'm still supple, though, but... Oh yeah, you are. Okay, we're stopping. We're stopping. Let's cut that bit. Let's cut that bit. Yeah, well, let's land it there. All right, hold on. Let's. let's I'm gonna. I'm gonna play us out. Oh no. Yeah. Five seven R. Boy, it's your boy, Big B. Sir Ben's a lot. In the house. In the easy. See you next week.